And you're very welcome along to another edition of Across the Line with me, Shane Bro, for your Friday evening build-up to the sporting weekend in the Premier County. And on this week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Senior and Intermediate Football Championships with Anthony Shelley and Tommy Toomey. We'll be previewing finals weekend in the Adult Ladies Football Championships uh, b- uh, top build by the senior final between Brian Baruz and Feathered. We'll hear from both camps as well as getting the views on the match plus some of the other key finals with Tony Smith. The club rugby season gets on underway in earnest on Saturday with the All-Ireland League returning and we'll chat with Dina Ormans, John Long and their upcoming campaign. Sunday also sees the biggest meeting of the year at Tipperary Races with the annual Super Sunday card and we'll look ahead to that with Andrew Hogan. And as ever we'll talk dogs with Barry Drake uh, looking back on last weekend's fantastic killing all victory for a born warrior. So all that and more over the next uh, 55 minutes or so, so stay tuned. And we'll begin with uh, GAA as the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Football Championships take place this weekend. Top build by the senior semi-finals between Clanmel Commercials and Myler Rovers and Lockmore Castellani v Upper Church and Ban on Sunday games you can hear live here on Tip FM in association with both Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care and Ara Veterinary Clinic. To look ahead to those games as well as the other big matches of the weekend I'm joined by across the line football analyst Anthony Shelley and Tipperary senior football analyst uh, Tommy Toomey who will also be on co-commentary duty for the Commercials v Mile Rovers game on Sunday. Gents you're welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. Uh, I know uh, Anthony is, is speaking to us from Scotland where he got an almighty drowned in, uh, this morning watching some <laughs> of the, the world's finest golfers. Uh, I, I just looked at the scores before I came. They they would make the amateur feel very good about themselves, some of the scores that went in this morning. Uh, absolutely, Sam. I can't believe that it wasn't cancelled at some stage. I was never as wet in my life coming home from We were out in Kings Barnes watching Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry, Parik Harrington. Harrington and... Uh, I've never been as wet in my life. I was just delighted to get out of it. Uh, so but you, looking forward to the weekend now in St Andrews. So, uh, and the weather is supposed to be much better. So, I'd say I'd we'll say, make up for it in the next two days. I'd say Tommy. I'd say he. There'll be there'll be an inquiry in Golden on Sunday where Anthony Shelley is not in Golden and he's in, in he's <laughs> far off Scotland. Off Scotland, uh, we've already spoken about it, and Anthony's given me a few notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will crack on with the preview. Um, as you know, we start with the first semi-final, Clonmel Commercials against My Rovers. Look, this this game doesn't need to be set up any greater. Look, they they probably they know each other inside out. Um, you. you like you're looking at from a Mile Rovers point of view, you go back to 2018 when they did the snatch and, snatch and grab parade on, on commercials in, in that semi-final before going on to win. And of course, last year, commercials just denied the three in a row by, by Lockmore. So, uh, Tommy, I'll start with you. Like both, uh, particularly commercials, I think they have an awful lot to, to, to I suppose, to, to, to be motivated for, for this weekend's game. Yeah, I believe they have, yeah. And like both teams played in the South Senior Football Final as well, so... As you said, they're very familiar with each other. And again, commercials are looking at, again to bounce back from last year's defeat to, to Lockmore. And uh, commercials will be looking themselves with, with particularly the squad that they have. Their county finals, like near enough, are much to reach. They have to reach these county finals to keep everything going. And uh, they have a very strong squad. Uh, but that's not uh, saying that my Rovers can't come up with the goods. My Rovers have, have come through an awful lot of tight matches this year. Uh, commercials really haven't been tested. Uh, they, you know, all their games they've won by yeah, double scores and more. And uh, you know, the last day out against Arva Rovers, 22 points scored, only one two conceded, and you're looking at them moving along as a as a nice uh, machine. But again, 
it's that word around test when when questions will be asked of commercials. Again, that's the I think that's that, that would be the worry for the commercials management team. But to date, commercials have covered and and did what they're supposed to do with all the teams they were up against. While Rovers will definitely be a step up. Uh, Anthony, um, like uh, Toby mentioned, I suppose the lack of a test and they didn't have a, a round three game in the group stage either. But did so. Um, and like people would have looked at maybe Mile Rovers maybe and the fact that it was really only in the last 15 minutes where they really sprung to life against Ard Finn and, but do you think that that will actually stand Mile Rovers better in the long run? Yeah they they definitely come in more battle hardened I suppose than, uh, than, than commercials at this stage but um, you know they, even though they'd be battle hardened they'll still be, they'll still be underdogs because every year at the start of every championship People ask themselves, like, you know, the first question that any football man's lips at the start of the year are how good are commercials, you know? And as Tommy referenced there, they're scoring, they're averaging this year 21 points per game, and uh, they're only conceding nine. Whereas on the flip side of it, my Rovers are only averaging 11 points per game, but conceding eight. So you would imagine that my Rovers will want to keep this as tight as possible for as long as possible and the, and the and recent and a recent now the recent matches even going back to that 2018 semi-final are relatively low scoring affairs so yeah and that that's what that's what they'll want again and that 2018 <coughs> was, was, was ding dong all the way and commercials looked to be out to be, to be over the line until a last minute a last kick of the ball Sean Carey goal uh, won it for my Rovers so they'll be they'll be looking to to time to run like that again because if it goes into uh, an open game of football you would imagine that there's only going to be one winner albeit commercials I believe will be worried about a few niggles that they might have picked up in the hurling last week um, Jamie Peters came out and came off injured in that game and maybe a doubt for the game and uh, uh, Seamus Kennedy is, is struggling as well but probably will make it you know, so, but for for commercials to get over the line, like they they will need everybody because these games, I mean, everybody will say that yeah, commercial commercials are favourites, but uh, Mile Rovers, Clonmel commercials games often take on a life of their own, and you know it, it really is down to who wants to boast on the day. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? I suppose we're looking at a commercials being warm favourites. So, what do you think Mile Rovers will have to do to, to upset the Apple Cart? Well, I, I believe I, I watched the, the South final just to, to see, like, what were, you know, if there's any line you could take on it. And again, in the first half, commercials dominated and went in 1 8 to 2 points clear. So, my Rovers will definitely have to close that down. They did that in the second half, the South final, and started to contest the commercials' kickouts. And uh, again, uh, they gave, you know, Jack Kennedy had the freedom to feel in the first half. So, I think my Rovers have to come up with a, a, a really strong. Uh, plan of a defensive plan to keep commercials in, in line, as Anthony said, to try and bring this game down to the wire. Uh, if they succeed in doing that, then they're in with a chance. But if the game opens up like it did in the South final in the first half, uh, you can only see one winner. So, um, do you, do you foresee do you, are, are, conf, are commercials worthy favours? Definitely, yes. Definitely at this stage, they're they're. Coming along nicely, I know from some of their challenge matches with teams from Waterford and other counties that they've been performing quite well in those games against against uh, stronger opposition. So, uh, again, all in mind that they haven't been tested in Tipperary, uh, I still feel that they will have too much scoring power for my Rovers. Um, Anthony, what's what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I would agree with Tommy there. You know, that you'd have to make the, make them favourites, and 
I suppose from a Mile Rovers point of view, the, the one thing that they will have to do is they'll have to start a bit quicker in this game than they have been in their in their previous games. Um, even though they've won them all, like to come in and and Harden, but um, you know against um, Kilsheelan in the first game, much Kilsheelan side if you, if you can remember back to it. Uh, I think the sides were level at half time, maybe only a point between it, and then between them, and then they, they then they kicked off in the in, in the second half. As Tommy referenced the South final, they were that half giving themselves too much to do, and against Art Finn in the last day, I mean they were five points down five or ten minutes into the second half, and it was only then they woke up. If if they start slowly like like they have been, well then you know it's a game set match commercials. So that's. The, from a Mile Rovers point of view, they will be looking to start better than what they have been doing all through this this championship campaign so far. Mm-hmm. And we're moving on to the second semi final now. Uh, the All Made Affair Lockmore Castellani against Upper Shurston Brand. This is at a three fifteen in Golden on Sunday. And Tommy, I'll start with you on this one. Um, do you feel is this could this be maybe one step too far for Upper Church, or do you think that just the way the momentum is going with them and, and both cause that there could be a, an upset on the cards here? Yeah, again, look, again, uh, Upper Church is non, unknown to them. They're they're in a county semi final uh, and rightly been in a county semi final. Again, I've watched a few of their games. Uh, I saw their first game against Care in Dundrum in a very wet, damp day. Again, they played some very good, attractive attacking football. But a lot of their scores are coming from free kicks, particularly through Paul Shannon and Luke Shannon. But again, looking at Lockmore, Lockmore, all their matches are very tight, no more so than the Kilsheedan game the last day. And, you know, with Lockmore getting into any kind of a lead, a one-point, two-point lead, they're, very, they're well able to, to protect that lead. Uh, upper Church in all their matches, against Bracken, the last day, they, they led at halftime, won four to four points, and they won the second half, seven points to six, Overall, beating practice by four points. Now that's a very solid performance, and they are playing it. They're playing it within themselves, uh, but they would definitely have to come up uh, and wrong to to really bother uh, Lockmore. Lockmore don't give away a freeze, particularly inside their own 45, and their their tackling discipline is a lot uh, uh, stronger and and better than any of the teams that Upper Church has met today. So unless Upper Church can get score some play. More than they have been, I feel that Lockmore will have so much more than. Uh, Anthony, um, like for for operators to, to do what they're doing, one way one you need luck with injuries, and they have that. And as for secondly, I think we saw it in the hurling last weekend. Their their fitness levels are incredible. I, I thought they outlasted Brackens uh, in the hurling, particularly. I wasn't at the football the week before, like the and that like that will give a team savage belief that they can, they know they can go deep into injury time. That the the the, the reserves are there. I don't know who's doing there. Their, their physical training or their strength and conditioning, but they're an absolute credit to whoever is doing it. Um, against Brackens uh, in Holy Cross, the last day in the quarterfinal, uh, I knew at half-time Brackens are in a bit of trouble here. The, the only hope that I could see was that they had, Upper Church had brought such high energy to the game that you said they can't keep going at this for, for the full hour. But in fairness, they did. Like I mean, physically, they're they, they beat Brackens mentally. They beat Brackens, and then they also beat them playing football. So, like the four-point victory for Upper Church that they actually flattered Brackens, not 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 Upper Church. They they were they were outstanding, but they'll face a different proposition in Lockmore. Um, the the Brackens set up 
kind of kind of suited them because they they set a trap across the middle and Brackens just could not break the tackle to, to get to get it get the ball ahead of them. Lock more be a different proposition. They play a more traditional formation, fifteen and fifteen. If Lock more um, need to go, need to win this game, they will have to make the pitch as as big as possible, keep within their game, um, because the upper church lads they hunt packs and. Apart from that, they they have some excellent footballers. Um, I I would have said it before. Like my idea of a nightmare would be marking the likes of Jack Butler or or Gavin Ryan because they they just keep coming at you. They, um, then up front they have the, the two Shannons who are just scoring machines, and Tommy said Paul Shannon will punish any 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 in this in the in the Lockmore in the Lockmore defence. Mm-hmm. So. I I I can't call this one. If this one, I could see this one going to extra time. Is that December uh, mid semi final a couple of years ago? Um, it did go to extra time, and Upper Church will feel hard done by not to win this one. So, you know, a lot more have been warned that uh, you know the previous experience them. So, warning from a couple of years in the mid championship, they won't be taking them lightly. They go in as slight favourites, in my opinion, a lot more. And um, maybe if they can, as I said, keep keep the wit in the game, make the field as big as possible, they might just have the experience to get over the line. But it's a very, very tight call. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just quickly, just on another uh, game in senior, I want to touch on is this the probably the relegation final tomorrow in Banch at half past two, uh, Harlo up against Care. Um, Tommy, like two traditional powerhouses uh, of tip football, but one of them is, is going to have a a very sorrow evening tomorrow evening. Very, yeah, and very sad. Look again, looking at the west side, you know, with Aharon coming in there, and, and obviously Care, both of them in recent years, and, and recent would be in the last 20 years, have won county senior football titles. And you're looking at uh, one of those teams being in intermediate football next year. Uh, like that coincides with Galdi Rovers, another powerhouse of Tipperary football, being also taking out of West Tipperary football. So again, in a serious times for West football with. The, those those clubs very much in danger of going down and staying down in the media football for a while until they recover. Uh, I, I feel if Mark Russell isn't that his best, or, you know, at least coming onto the field for Aherlow, I would give uh, Care probably the, 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 the heads up. I've seen Care a couple of times this year. Uh, they have been very busy in games, playing well for periods, but not really driving on to win those matches. Uh, again, I think that Aherlow We'll definitely rely on Barry Grogan, and they'll be hoping Mark Russell will be in the, will be able to perform in this game. If not, if not, you could see care. Uh, taking the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, Tommy, I'll say we're just, just speaking of West football. Um, the, the the intermediate semi final tomorrow, uh, half one in Littleton between Golden and Kilfeekle and Mullen Horn. Like it's um, it, it, the West football could do with a boost, but like Golden uh, on paper looks like that they will be up against it tomorrow. Like Mullen Horn, now that the hurling activities are finished for the year, and they've been very very impressive in the championship so far. They have, and you know, you have players like Mike O'Shea, you know, the usual. <coughs> Like Mullinahone, a very experienced side. Both hard, they play hurling and football. All their players will turn up, and I've seen Golden twice in the West Intermediate Final against Galtee Rovers, and in the in the in the in the group stages of the Intermediate Football. And Golden played brilliantly in the West Final. Really had Galtee's ticket and hit them on the break. Uh, but in the group stages, when you know the game didn't probably matter to Golden on the day in Dundrum, but I thought that Galtee's uh, really dealt them some uh, big blows to the way they play. And uh, again, I think that if 
the golden hour. It depends on what golden team will turn up on the day. They do play with a lot of passion and power and pace when they're up for it. And I think it'll be a very interesting game. Very hard to call that game now. And Anthony, I'll finish with you with the second semi-final. Ballina up against uh, most people's favourites, Grange Mokler, Bally Neal. But like Grange Mokler, very, very young side. Um, Ballina will come in. They've got a great win over Galti in the quarter-finals. But having Stephen O'Brien back from injury, it just they look like no, no team wants to rely on one player, but he's so important to them. Yeah, I mean, he, he came back the last day. I think he kicked 1-6, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, against Galti and I foolishly on this show two weeks ago I, I foolishly wrote them off against Galti because I thought Galti were were shoo-ins for, for at least a, a county final position or, or a county final appearance uh, but that proved that you know they were they're, Bal and I were comfortable winners winners in that game and like they have some up from junior it's some achievement even to be in a in a county semi-final but to be going into a county semi-final with uh, uh, a 50-50 chance is, is brilliant like I mean they have some player, some good players there they have I think Jack Brady is back in goal uh, for them which you know League of Ireland soccer soccer goalkeeper so he's a great addition and then you, you know you big men like Mikey Breen Owen Power you have, you have these guys there that they're well able to play um they got to a Munster Junior final last year, so yeah, they, this is very much fifty-fifty. I think anyone that listen to me talking about Grange Walker, I love watching these lads play. I I love the way they go about their game. You know, they like I was saying, what Lockmore need to do? They put wit into their game. They keep past the ball probably more often than than any other team team in the county. But they are light. Um, they are young, and um, you you. Would, if it, if it, if it was a, a a messy day on Sunday with rain and whatever, the physicality of Balna might might just get him over the line. But uh, again, if if it, a really really hard one to call, uh, again you wouldn't be surprised if this one was to to go to extra time as well. Like it, it is that close. Definitely not. No, it's four very, very appetising championship semi-finals across the weekend to look forward to. Uh, Tommy Toomey and Anthony Shelley, thanks for helping us preview them and across the line. Thanks, Shane. Uh, we'll just go through a couple of fixture updates. Uh, the In the Tom Cusick Cup, uh, Rockwell Rovers take on Aero Ganacarty at half past one in Cashel uh, in the first semi final. Now, the second semi final between Drummond Inch and Killinall, that game won't take place. Drummond Inch have conceded a walk over there, so Killinall straight through to the final. Also, in Junior A football, a. The, there's one Junior A quarterfinal not taking place on Saturday. Ballingarry have received a walkover from uh, Ross Gray Ionan. But there are, tr- there are three other quarterfinals. It's uh, Sean Tracy's up against Gorton Hooglengool in Clonolty on Saturday at half past four. And on Sunday at 12 o'clock in Holy Cross, it's uh, Kiladangan up against Clarehan and Torla Sarsfields against Salahed in Dundrum. And also, it's it's a big weekend in under 13 Hurling County finals on Sunday afternoon in. Uh, Clonolty for the D final at 12 right through to the A final at 1.30 and I suppose great to see Kilroan McDonald's and St Mary's in both the D and the A finals so fantastic work going on in both clubs and mention of the the C final Galtier Rovers against Feathered and Kiladangan up against Mullinahone so uh, uh, there, are, there is plenty of hurling to be found this weekend and also minor hurling semi-finals I just mentioned the two A semi-finals both are on Sunday at 4 o'clock Nina Rogue against Holy Cross in Kilcommon and Golden Kilfecal against Mike Harkey Burris in Cash Time for our first break and we're back in part two with ladies football. 
And you're very <coughs> and you're very welcome back to the show. And now we turn our attention to ladies football, where this weekend sees the finals of the seven Kamida sponsored ladies football championships take place. There are seven finals from Junior D right up to the Showpiece Senior Final, which wraps up the action on Sunday at four o'clock in Banshee between Brian Brews and first time finalist Feathered. Brian Brews are looking to go one step further this year after losing last year's decider to Aherlow. However, speaking to CK Streaming and in advance of the final, Bruce forward Patricia Hickey is expecting a tough battle from a youthful, feathered side. Oh, definitely, yeah. I wouldn't see it going any other way, you know. Uh, seniors, an uh, extremely competitive field the last couple of years. You know, it's a great achievement for any club to, to make a final. Um, it's seriously difficult to win one. Um, point will do, you know. If we win by a point, I'll be absolutely over the moon. I'm sure, feathered will be the very same. Um, serious club coming up along all the way um, you know they're just a really good credit you know they have a lot of inter-county experience um, and those girls have won you know at every age group up, up along the way so they're not going to be daunted about being in a final um, I really do think it'll be a really good game of football and you know we just hope that we shade it in, on the day Patricia yeah, well, Hickey sorry Patricia yeah, well, Hickey of uh, it's all down to the train. Patricia Hickey there of Brian Brew speaking with uh, sorry speaking about tomorrow uh, Sunday's uh, senior ladies football final uh, against uh, Feathered who are playing as uh, in their first ever senior final and speaking to a CK streaming also Feathers carried if he says there's been major improvements made over the past year. It's all down to the trainers I suppose and um, down to the girls as well because last year we did we had a we had a bad year, really. We all knew it. But we came back this year and we said it wasn't going to happen again. We said we'd put everything we had into this year and try. We just wanted to win, win a game and see where we went from there. So once we won the first game, it was the next game and the next game. And so we're in the final, I suppose. <laughs> Carrie Davy of Feathered uh, speaking with CK Streaming ahead of uh, Sunday's ladies football final against Brian Brews in Bancha at four o'clock and to look ahead to the game I'm joined once more on the line by Tony Smith Tony welcome to the show thank you very much Shane. Um, Tony I suppose, I suppose one of the questions you always get uh, you always get asked when you get to this stage of the year is and you hope for is that the two best teams are in the final is that the case in your eyes I think it is no Shane because I suppose in the early stages, in the group stages, Aherlow looked the team. They went through the group full points and all that. But in fairness, Brian Burroughs came back at them. They got that crucial goal and they're in the final on merit. Feathered have had a very, very good year. And as, as uh, Carrie was saying there, there's a big improvement in Feathered this year compared to last year. Yeah, I, I find it, I suppose, from somebody from the north end of the county, considering the, the tradition that the men's club, men's team have had in club and Feather, that this is Feather's first ever senior final. It's it's incredible, and that their, their progression really has only been in a recent thing in the last couple of years up through the grades. It is indeed, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, this group of players, they all came up through the underage system, junior, intermediate, and then, as I said before, last year they seemed to come to a pause. And it's great to see them coming back this year and, you know, coming out of their group, top of the group, and then getting to the final on Sunday. I suppose when you, you get to a final like this and you're playing your first final, experience means an awful lot. Have they enough experience in that group to sort of well, well, get through that first 10 or 15 minutes, which will be, I'm sure, it'll be a, a big occasion for everybody in, in that team. Oh, definitely. And you're coming up against a very experienced Brian Bruce team. But, I mean, Feathered, Feathered have experienced senior county players 
you know, on Sunday. They also have a lot of players who have played underage for the county. So, like, they will have had experience of key matches along the way. But Brian Brews, like, you can't buy the experience that Brian Brews have. And against Aherlow, they show that again and again. And their county players have really impressed. And I suppose, like, after, I suppose the manner of last year's final defeat, and like they, they were able to, uh, I suppose, use that to their to their advantage this year, and like they, they'll, they'll take an awful lot from that into this year's final. I would say so. I mean, you you, you have to think back, Shane. In 2019, Ryan Barrows lost to Arlo by a point. In in last year, in 2021, they lost to Arlo by a point in the cruelest possible fashion. And this year, it looked like they were going out, and then they got this fantastic goal in the in the last seconds of the game. And look, they're in the final. They're going to be very difficult to beat in the final. Yeah, and you look. I suppose you look through the the both squads. Like you're probably looking at the more familiar, maybe inter county names on on the Brian Barrows team. But that brings its own, I suppose, pressure too. Like the the the, pre, the focus will be on them, maybe to to get the win on Sunday. Well, I think the, the one thing that could work in Feathers' favour is the fact that prior to the semi final, they were scoring very well and they were taking an awful lot of their chances. But I felt in the semi-final against my Rovers, they missed a lot of chances, both from play and from freeze, that they hadn't been doing up to that. And I think on Sunday, when they get their chances, they're going to have to take them, because they can't afford to leave Brian Brews in the game right to the end. Yeah, and I suppose that that exuberance of, of youth and freshness, like it can be, it can be an, an advantage in games like this, but... Uh, do you see maybe Brian Bruce just being maybe further down the road? Maybe they could be the team celebrating come Sunday evening. Of course, like Brian Bruce are further down the road because like they have like you're talking there about underage players on, on county teams or further. But Brian Bruce have an awful lot of players who have played senior for for Tipperary. But at the same time, I think if Feather don't let the occasion get to them, and if they do play as they can play, then I think they're in with a very very good chance. But they will have to be at their best to beat Brian Bruce on Sunday. And you're you swaying towards Brian Bruce, you are. It's a very hard one to call, Shane. I I, I was thinking beforehand. I, I knew you were going to ask me a lot of questions mm-hmm. about all these matches, and I felt this was the hardest match of all to call. The, the the two teams they drew already in the group stages. It's going to be very very tight on Sunday. Absolutely, and like there's just three cracking finals in Banch on Sunday. So the the middle game of the two is the Senior B final. It's uh, Temple Moor up against. Um, I just, I've lost, just lost. Commercial. Yeah, commercials. I just had the fixtures yeah. gone for me there. Um, yeah. As I say, there, there is a, a Munster Championship spot at stake here. So, um, like, who do you fancy in this game? Well, I mean, there's a great incentive, as you say, for the Munster to play in the Munster Championship. But I, I think commercials are the better team in the sense that they have much better scoring power. And they've shown that in their matches to date. Uh, in fairness to Temple Moore, they had a tough battle in the semi-final against Galtier Rovers. They were four points down with about, I'd say, four minutes to go. And they turned it around to win by four points. So there was a, a good bit of stoppage time and all that. Maria Curley is going to be a key player for Temple Moore. How long will she be able to play for? Where will they play her? I think that could have a bearing on the game. But overall... I just think commercials have too much scoring power. And I suppose the, the, the final that sets up the action on Sunday in Banshee is the intermediate final. Mullen last year's All-Ireland Junior finalist up against uh, Boerlahan Duala. Uh, Mullen very, very strong in, in this grade so far. Do you, do you expect them to make a, a straight uh, drive up to senior level on Sunday? I do actually, Shane, because again, at the start of the year, I thought these would be the two best teams in it. Uh, Borland, a very young squad, 
but a lot of underage footballers who have played for the county. Uh, I saw the match in the group stages, where which Mullinahone won relatively easily. Uh, I'm disappointed with Borland on the day. I'm sure Borland will be better on Sunday. But I do think that uh, Mullinahone have better individuals that will deliver on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And just quickly, just on one of the, other, one of the Saturday finals, um, the Junior A final is in Golden at 4 o'clock. My, my Karki Burris up against my, my Temple too. My Karki probably arguably one of the most impressive um, club sides in any grade this year. But I suppose they have to go and finish the job now. Like uh, they're, I think they're, what, they were 6-6, six six, I think, in all their matches up to the final. So, But there'll be a bit, a bit of pressure. And then Mine Temple too, in an experienced bunch, it's a, it's a local derby so um, do, you, do you anticipate Mike Harkey will get the job done? Yeah I, I, I would I, from from the very beginning of this championship uh, I saw the league final between the same two teams and Mike Harkey won that and uh, I've seen Mike Harkey twice since Mike Harkey are very balanced and uh, they've knocked up some serious scores during the, the course of the championship but I always felt that the closest team to them were Mike Tempertui and as you say, like the, the main players from Mind Temple Tui will have to deliver on Sunday. No, like Mike Harkey lost the junior final last year to um, Mulnahone, and like Mulnahone won it handy enough in the end. But then when you saw how good Mulnahone turned out to be afterwards, you know, Mike Harkey were there, thereabouts for a good while in the game. So, like, Mind Temple Tui lost the final two years ago. So it's going to be an interesting game, but I do think Mike Harkey Boris had too much again for that. And I'll just quickly go through the fixtures for the other finals. Junior D on Saturday in New Inn at 3 o'clock, Art Finnan against Golden Kilfiekel. Junior C, Saturday in New Inn at 12.30, Templemore against Mile Rovers. And Junior B, Saturday in Golden at 2 o'clock, Borlahan Duella against Lockmore Castellini. Uh, Tony Smith, I'm sure you're enjoying, looking forward to a feast of ladies football this weekend. Thanks for joining us in Across the Line. Thank you, Shane. Uh, just quickly on Camogie uh, in the Intermediate Championship uh, this weekend two fixtures on Saturday evening Shannon Rovers against uh, Temp- Tumivara in Ballanderry at half five Kilroan McDonough's against uh, Newport Newport Ballina Hinch in Clock Jordan at half five and there's uh, Junior A semi-final on Saturday in Nina at four o'clock, uh, 4.30 Moneygall up against Kiladangan and on Sunday a Junior B semi-final Silvermines against Portro in Nina at two o'clock there's two Junior B two semi-finals both in the Camogie grounds on Sunday afternoon Clonoti Ross Moore against Aero Ganacarty at 1 Tumivara up against Shannon Rovers at 2.45 Time for another break and we're back in part 3 with rugby and uh, you're very welcome back to the show and now we turn our attention to rugby where the All-Ireland League gets underway this Saturday uh, with three Tipperary clubs once more in action in Division 2C Clonmel who just about retained their senior status last season started home to Middleton two divisions higher in 2A Cashel who made the playoffs last season before losing in the semi-final they are away to Navin while Lena Ormond will hope for far better when they take make the short trip to UL to take on familiar foes UL Bohemian and it is Nina Ormond whom we'll focus on this week and for that we'll speak with the club's director of rugby John Long. John you're welcome to the show. Thanks Shane. Uh, John as sure as always um, some great anticipation for the new season and I suppose off the back of a very good I suppose pre-season in the Limerick Cup and uh, the Munster Senior Cup your guys are looking forward to the the start tomorrow. Yeah it's been a a great great start to the campaign I guess with uh, Charity Cup final coming up and a Senior Cup semi-final in Nina uh, in December. So it's been a, a dream start, really. Um, just the pre-season went really well, and 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 guys are really up for it this year, and they don't want to don't want to be on the the um, bottom end of the table again next season. 
Definitely not. Yes, it's been two, if not three, maybe difficult campaigns where you've been more at the bottom end than the top. So I'm sure, like anything, a good start would be half the battle for a positive campaign this year. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I was told before, you can get into a, a bad habit of losing, and uh, we just did. We seemed to, we couldn't get momentum going over the last couple of seasons, and things just didn't work out. But um, things have got on after a really, really good start this year, and it's, um, it's. I think it could be an exciting season ahead. Yeah, and I, and I suppose crucial for you is um, you've more or less the same squad as last year, and like there were signs after Christmas that that things were were, were beginning to gel together, and um, like I, you got a, a great boost this week with, with Conor McMahon coming back to the club. I thought one of your better players last year, Josh Rowland, back as well. So like you have real competition for places this year. Yeah, we're we've just we've got more depth, I suppose, to work with, and uh, Dylan Murphy's returned from Gary Owen as well. He's added huge values for our front row, and um, yeah, John, John Coffey is back. John Coffey is 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 good playing again this year, and uh, all these additions are massive for us, and and it just it just gives us that bit of depth that we were lacking, I guess, over the last season or two. Yeah, and I suppose um, I, I've seen it in a lot of sports teams come into a, the season off a brilliant preseason, and they fall flat in their face. I suppose that's the that's the I suppose that's a challenge for you tomorrow going into to Limerick um, to play UL Bowes. That I suppose that and where you already beat I think UL Bowes in the Limerick Charity Cup about a month ago. But I suppose they'll be they'll be chomping at the bit to make up for that. I think he put fifty on them about a month ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. We we kept them scoreless in the Charity Cup uh, quarterfinals, so uh, they will be out for they will be out for blood. But um, no, I suppose look, it's like every game. Just take each one as it comes, and uh, we we've. Um, we're we're in a good place. We're in good shape uh, leading into the game tomorrow. Um, just overall, in terms of of Division Two A, what what are your thoughts on it? Um, I suppose the Buccaneers went up as champions last year. I suppose I think it's it's the one thing about the playoff system where maybe it doesn't truly crown the, the deserving champion. I think most people would have thought Queens were deserving in promotion last year because they were so dominant. But the, the playoff system meant that Buccaneers caught them at the finish. Yeah, uh, it's more a bit unfair, I guess, at times, but. Um but that's the way it is. Uh, Queens again; they're going to be a strong outfit this year, I'd imagine. Um, Baron Hall, Cashel, it's it's the same. It's the same guys that are going to be up there fighting for it. Um, but like you know, I suppose anything can happen, and uh, it's each week it comes will tell the story. Yeah, yeah, and and Navin coming down from the, the the higher division as well. Yeah, yeah, they were unlucky last year, but they're still they're still a good outfit and. They could do damage in two ways this season too. Yeah, and I suppose I suppose it, uh, like anywhere. I suppose you're you're starting with a, I suppose a relatively local derby against UL Bowes, but around three on on Saturday week, Cashel are coming to to, to Nina, so that's uh, that's one to an early season one to look forward to. Yeah, it's a huge one, and uh, it's actually it's on the Friday night in Nina. So oh, uh, it's brought it forward, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be it'll be a great night in the club, and hopefully an entertaining match. Absolutely. We wish you best for the, the season ahead. Uh, John Long, Director of Rugby at Nee Norman. Thanks for joining us across the line. Thanks, Shane. Uh, time for one last break, and we'll be back in the final part with horse racing and greyhound racing. And you're welcome back to the show. And now I'm joined on the line by Andrew Hogan, manager of Tipperary Racecourse, to look ahead to their, their big annual Super Sunday meeting on Sunday. Uh, Andrew, you're welcome to the show. Thanks a million, Shane. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to the, the highlight of our year in Tipperary now. So I'm Thankfully, everything seems to be falling into place with weather. We got the rain today for the ground, and it looks like we'll have the sunshine on Sunday. Yeah, I suppose I, 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 the I suppose the third, the first Sunday in October is always Ark Sunday. That's great race over over Longchamp. Has the, I suppose the fact that 
has has turned has this was the Super Sunday event having it on that day people able to watch it from t- um, from Limerick Junction has that sort of added to the day as well? Yeah that adds to the day um, with the arc on the big screen and I suppose a lot of the people heading to, to Tipperary are National Hunt supporters now we have a, a great flat, a flat race on the day it's probably one of the, the best mixed cards in the world having a group three and having three graded races over jumps so it really caters for everything but Definitely, you get a lot of people that have watched the arc on the big screen as well. So, and thank, thankfully, we're um, we're not clashing with as much GA as usual. No, no, uh, no. It's, it's, it's slightly quieter this weekend. There's no doubt about it. But you mentioned you have four graded Grade Three races uh, on uh, Sunday. So, uh, what, any big names to look out for? Yeah, like on the flat, the Group Three. Um, Joseph O'Brien looks to have the favourite in this, and I think it'll be hard to beat. Um, so no, definitely, definitely plenty on the flat. Like that race always shows up a big, a big winner. And then over jumps, um, the mounts delighted with the runners we got. Um, I suppose the feature race on the day is the horse and jockey grade three. Um, Abracadabras will probably go off favourite in this being a grade one winner. Um, and then Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore team up with Jason the Militant, which is an, a really nice horse too. You have the Scottish champion hurl winner in it um, for John McConnell, and you have Noel Mead has the has Jesse Evans that was second in the Galway hurl. So this is going to be a really exciting race. Like the four of them, there won't be much between them. So uh, looking forward to that. And then of course the not the Woodlands Hotel Grade 3 Novice Hurl Brazil the Cheltenham winner um, trained by Parik Mo- o- Roach owned by um, JP McManus and Mark Walsh on board um, he looks really uh, he's, he's one of the horses I'm really looking forward to seeing um, start back his season here in Tipperary on Sunday Willie Mullins of course you can never rule him out he's a nice horse Champ Kiley he's He's won the last two in a row. We'll be taking him on. And Henry de Bromhead and Rachel have Marvel de Creasy in it as well. So there's no, that's an exciting race too. And then the other big race on the day is the O'Dwyer Steel Novice Steeplechase. Um, this gets plenty of big winners over the years too. And it's nice. Um, Peter Casey, a small trainer up in Mead, looks to have a good shout in here with Max Flamingo and um, so no plenty ten Irish Grand National winner Paddy O'Hanlon is on board so no a really exciting card and then we finish off with a, a great bumper um, it's the Peppermill restaurant the Nina and um, Mayor's flat race and we've had a good few Party Central won it last year and um, a good few Cheltenham winners out of that over, over the years so it's it's really a great chance to see the real good national hunt horses starting back now on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in terms of the punters, I know you say it's a it's a it's a race and a person's dream, but it's very much a family day on Sunday. Yeah, it's there's something for everybody there on Sunday. We have um, a pet farm and there a pet a mobile pet farm. There's mobile pet farm there on Sunday, and with the playground and with the Bulmers Marquee, where there'll be live music there all day as well as the racing so um and great food as well so there's plenty plenty for everybody on the day and it's 
great value. So like if you book online, fifteen euro or twenty euro on the gate, and there's some great bundles there as well. For, um, so no, really looking forward to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I suppose just quickly while I have you, just in terms of, of the arc on Sunday, um, what are the chances of Aidan O'Brien and, and Luxembourg being uh, being successful? I, I think they're, they're very strong. I'd be having my money on him. I think. Um, uh, no, I think I was very impressed with him in Leopardstown in the Irish Champion Stakes. So, um, no, I, I think he'll do it. So, no, it's hard to bet against him. And we look forward to, to watching it in the big screen in Tiff on Sunday. Absolutely. I'm sure there'll be there'll be a lot, a lot of people taking a, I suppose, bet, a few bets on, uh, on the course in, in Limerick Junction and hoping that uh, he comes in successful part of a Sunday afternoon. Andrew Hogan, as ever, uh, we wish you well with uh, Super Sunday. And we'll, thank you, uh, we'll talk to you again on Across the Line. Thanks a million, Shane. Take care. Andrew Hogan, they're looking ahead to a busy, uh, a big meeting, the Bulmer Super Sunday at Tipperary Races. So if you have nothing, if you're looking for somewhere to go on Sunday, uh, it's a fantastic family day and uh, some top class racing. Now, unfortunately, we will have, and we're having no uh, luck getting through to Barry Drake to do our, our Greyhound slot tonight. So uh, unfortunately, uh, we'll have to uh, move on without that. We'll, we'll get Barry on maybe next week to maybe we'll still go back over the brilliant success of Killing All's Born Warrior trained by Jennifer O'Donnell uh, last week so um, just in terms of um, I suppose there's some some sad news that has uh, just uh, been announced in the last hour or so that that has taken place of former Dublin uh, senior football great Brian Mullins uh, part of that legendary Hefo's army from the 70s that sort of came from nowhere to win uh, to, to win two All-Irelands and part of that great team in 83 this was the uh, the 12 disciples that beat the 12 men that beat Galway in that All-Ireland final and he went on to manage Derry to a National League title so I'm sure great great sadness up in Dublin one of the great legendary footballers of our time Brian Mullins has passed away at the age of 68 and um just a reminder before we go that um, we have a busy weekend of live action here on Tip FM and it actually starts tonight with the the first of the new Tipperary GA clubs draw of the new phase that will be coming live from the County Bar in Turles at 9 o'clock here live here on Tip FM so as was wish everybody who, who put their hand in their pocket and came out with their 100 euros over at the last couple of weeks did the very best of luck and that's always uh, uh, so definitely since the draws have been come uh, live on the radio the, the and become a, a, a popular staple for a lot of people on a on a Friday night, hoping to hear their name and their their numbers are coming out. And uh, was it? Then we move on to Sunday, where we have the two live senior football championship semi-finals coming uh, from Golden uh, just before one thirty. The abrupt. Uh, Excuse me, Paul Carroll will be on commentary duty from the West Tipperary venue for those two semi-finals. First up at one thirty, it's the All South Tipperary Clash of Clonmel Commercials and Mile Rovers, and then coming up at uh, three fifteen will be the All Mid Clash of Lockmore Castellani and Upper Church Drumban. So two fascinating semi-finals. A lot of people looking at think can, can commercials get back to another final when Mile Rovers upset them? Will can Lockmore keep it going or will? the fantastic year of Upper Church Jumban get them to a first senior final in football as they go chasing a, a senior hurling final place the following weekend against uh, Kilroan McDonough so all that will be uh, but all those questions will be answered over the weekend and Ronan Quirk will analyse them all on Monday evenings at extra time and I'll be back next Friday at 6 for another edition of Across Line. we'll be building up to county semi-final weekend in Hurlan and Camogie and looking ahead to more rugby as ever after the news at 7 it's Premier, Con- Con- Premier Country excuse me by Carl Power bye for now